Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday, uh, the the US meeting with North Korea. Uh, is this the end of all the hostilities? Uh, is it the end of recycling in Australia? Uh, we may be. Uh, do people still wear swan drives anymore? And uh, why you should never uh, take on a radio host or treat them un- unfairly. Uh, but before any of that, uh, it's Poppy Day today. Steve Hansen uh, popped in with Andrew Dickens to talk about it yesterday. A number of prominent New Zealanders have put their hands up to be ambassadors for the Poppy Appeal, for the campaign Not All Wounds Bleed, and for remembering the sacrifices of many who have enabled us to have the freedoms that we have today. And one of those ambassadors is the coach of the All Blacks, Mr Steve Hansen, who joins me now. Hello, Steve. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Very good, very good. The uh, sacrifice and the service of the armed forces who have gone before us, that's actually quite critical to the All Blacks' way of thinking about things, isn't it? Oh, I think it's critical to all New Zealanders' way of thinking that um, you, know, you just don't take it for granted that you're on this planet in, in this beautiful country that we're in yeah. uh, without other people making sacrifices. Uh, you have brought in those memories, though. You've brought in the memories of Dave Gallagher, who was one of the 13 All Blacks to die during during the, the First World War. How do you bring those memories into the All Black culture? Uh, well, we, we always uh, play in November uh, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, so Remembrance Day is very uh, much a part of what we do, and um, the poppy uh, is put on the jersey, particularly uh, when we play on the um, that week, uh, usually it's been against France, uh, and of course, um, you know there was a lot of our uh, all black soldiers passed away uh, in that first world war, and um, a lot is known about that. And we we usually get somebody to do a bit of research and talk about it, as you just mentioned. Third and um, all blacks died, Dave Gallagher being one of them. Uh, but we, you know we. We don't forget the others either that have um, have sacrificed and lost their life or, or even um, served in, in combat. So whilst we don't compare ourselves uh, to being in situations like life and death, as they have been, um, you know, we are representing our country and, and we want to do it proudly. It's interesting when you appoint Steve Hansen as your spokesman on something, isn't it? Given that he doesn't really have the ability to speak... So that's an, that's an interesting choice. Speaking of speaking, uh, uh, with uh, Pompeo secretly shooting into North Korea and back again, it looks like uh, the lines of communication are, have been well opened up between North Korea and the US. What do you think the attitude would be from the committee and from the mainstream media with regard to um, awards, with regard to... Who gets the peace prize this year? Hmm? After all, uh, Obama got the peace prize for being elected. That was it. That was all. He got elected, so he got the peace prize within a few months. Or was it even weeks? So having achieved some sort of arrangement or, or progressing towards something even, Donald Trump will get the peace prize. Will he? Don't be so sure. Can you imagine the, the, the concern, the feeling, the angst inside the committee meetings 
inside the um, the boardrooms of the of the media that I mentioned above, on how to deal with this, how not to give Trump credit. I can see the headline: Kim Jong Un, Peace Prize. That's it. Nothing else. I wonder what kind of um, font, what kind of typesetting they use for that headline. It sounds very bold with lots of exclamation marks. Um, now, uh, are they just stopping recycling in Australia, are they? Well, how's this work going to work? Can you talk us through what has been happening to a lot of this recycling until now and why has China decided to no longer take it? Um, the recycling is not necessarily all going to China or even part of it. It's subject to the local authorities' um, methodology of, of handling it. So um, in, 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 in the case in point here, Brisbane City Council um, manages most of their recycling and only sends a very small amount, somewhere around 10%, used to send it to the Chinese um, depots, um, whereas Ipswich um, sent 50, nearly 50% of theirs um, over there. So it, it's, the whole issue is um, relocating um, from here to there in the first place was a flawed plan in as much as it was always going to come to a point where it finished. Um, and there's probably been, in some councils, there's been poor application of contingencies to handle it if, if it if it changed. And I think that's the real issue that we have here is the unpreparedness of, of Ipswich City Council to manage this process. And the impact it's having, according to their figures, is is about a $2 million surcharge from their original uh, um, estimates um, to handle it. Now, $2 million um, in, a, in a city the size of Ipswich mm. with quarter, nearly a quarter million people is about 50 cents a week to the ratepayer. Right, so, so do you, think, do you ha- think other councils are going to follow in Ipswich's steps because this affects both Australia and New Zealand? What do you see? Uh, absolutely. Well, I think if, if history tells us anything, it is that uh, councils will take the easy way out when challenged, and this was the obvious thing that would happen. So I think, yes, I think my feeling would be um, they will, as soon as there is some sort of a, a um, budgetary issue, they'll say, well, let's, ju- let's just drop that. Everybody else is doing it, and it will become uh, endemic. Yeah, really, I mean, I, th- I think, don't we just admit that, that we cannot save the planet and let's just hurry up and destroy it completely as quick as we can? That sounds like a... And then we can stop worrying about it. Don't you reckon? I'm sure there's a problem with that plan. I just can't quite, not quite sure what it is. Uh, Marcus is worried that nobody wears swan drives anymore. I went for a long walk before. I thought there's not much to talk about. I'll go for a walk, clear my head. Um, and it was, it was bucketing down. It was fair flood kind of cold, wet, windy weather, which I love. Absolutely love it. To be dry within the rain is one of life's great pleasures. So I chucked on my swan dry, one of those long ones with the hood. You don't wear it much, you know. I don't know why I bought it. They might have bought it for some TV show a while ago. But I'll tell you what, you couldn't fault it for warmth and protection. And I wonder why people have steered away from all that stuff with wool and gone for all the um, Gore-Tex, the chopped up Coke bottles. Because to me... Yeah, it might be heavy to carry around in the pack, but you can't beat the dry and the warmth of a swan dry. So I kind of wondered why you see, every time I see the farmers now, they're all in that polar fleece. And I can't quite work out why. Is it cost? Is it convenience? Is it because it feels lighter around the farm? And don't get me wrong, I'm not a try-hard farmer. I'm just curious to know why people never wear that thick woolen stuff anymore. 
Because for me, not only is it warm, but it's psychologically warm. You feel the weight as though you're going to be warm. I've often wondered this. I've often wondered this and haven't known who to ask, so I'm asking you, why did people go away from this Wanderers? Of course they're not coming back. They've opened up a flash shop in Queenstown. That's the surefire to, to do all your money. Because yeah, the trendies don't want them. I wouldn't think so anyway. Oh, they'll come back. They'll come back. There'll be a time where that'll be the thing to wear. You mark my words. Any day now. Maybe after Marcus. I mean, Marcus is a trendsetter. People want to dress like Marcus, don't they? Uh, now, Kate, speaking of the influence of our host, Kate Hawksby not happy that her son didn't get his license because the brake light was broken. This is his driver's license we're talking about. He asked, could he please sit the test anyway if he promised to get the bulb replaced immediately after and provide proof? No, was the answer. He had to turn around and drive home and get on a waiting list for the next available time slot for a test. I called VTNZ to ask how that's fair. I was told, tough luck. The officer's allowed to fail you. That's that. I asked if the test cost that he'd paid could be refunded or put against another test for him. Again, no. They were happy to take the money, even though his car never left the VTNZ car park. A Hamilton dad yesterday proved more lucky than me. His son was subject to the ridiculousness of the restricted driver test when he was failed because the fuel light came on during his test. VTNZ define sufficient fuel as enough to get you to the testing station, do the test, then get home again. Well, in this particular car, the dad's research and a wee bit of maths worked out the car's tank had more than enough to get to the test, do it and drive home again. He made a formal complaint to VTNZ and he was refunded the test cost. In this instance, it was the officer's fault or the assessor's fault. But as the dad pointed out, he had to follow up the process himself to uncover that. He was the one who had to chase it up. Rigorous testing systems are fine if they're fair. But in VTNZ's case, it's often not. Yeah, so let that be a warning to you. Um... If you are going to be mean to a young person, just quickly ask if their parent is a host on a nationwide radio show. I think that's that's the lesson to be learned out of that. Otherwise, you will get slagged off. And uh, thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people will hear the slagging off. So just pay Before you're being really unreasonable about something, especially sort of customer service something, just find find all the information out first. That's all I'm saying. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB for Friday, for the week. We'll see you back here again with a weekend edition. Let's do that Monday after the weekend. That'll be easiest. <laughs>